Welcome to Everybody Somebody, the podcast that uncovers the main character story within us all. I'm Dia. And I'm Amy. And today's episode is something that I think everyone will relate to because we are talking about friendships, but specifically we are talking about friendship breakups. And this is something that we have both experienced and it is something that comes up a lot because the pain actually feels really similar to going through a relationship breakup, but you don't have the same kind of support or resources, I guess, to get through it. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think there's also so much, I guess, judgment around breaking up with a friend and usually there's other friends involved in friends groups and even family connections to, you know, a friend. So when that does happen, you barely talk about it. Like you kind of want to, you know, resolve it yourself. And so you kind of, it's very easy to get into that dark hole where you can really, you know, feel bad about a friendship breakup or keep those thoughts to yourself because there's so many, usually other people involved who know about it. Yeah, definitely. I think it's also the sunk cost fallacy. Like you've invested all of this time and effort and you have all these memories and this history. And then if you make the decision or the other person makes the decision or together you just realize you're growing apart, you've already invested so much time. So it's hard to not think, oh, I should just push through because they were there for all my other important moments, you know? 100%. And I think also we're always taught from when you're little, it's like friends are forever. You know, when you're like BFL forever and there's this like idea that just because you make a friend, they have to be forever and you have to be a ride or die. And the reality is that you should be growing and evolving as you grow up and as you experience new things and go traveling and have different, you know, moments with different people. And as you meet people that are of different, you know, sexual orientations, like all those things as you grow up change you as a person so and therefore you also change your preferences with who you want to hang around so I think it's such an interesting topic the whole friend like the whole friendship topic because it is something I think that's not explored enough especially at our age like you know Amy you're turning 30 tomorrow (laughs) and I'm 31 and it's something that in our age group we have experienced we've drifted from certain people or made really new friends Yeah, exactly. And you can always make new friends, but I feel like when a friendship ends, you don't believe that. You're kind of like, oh, that was like the one friendship that I really spent a lot of time on. And I wanted to really focus the conversation on advice that we could give and experiences we've had by taking the angle of kind of looking at Reddit firstly. You know, when you like listen to podcasts and they do that, like, am I the asshole? I feel like every podcaster does that but I want to do something different I've looked in the subreddit for ask women over 30 because your girls are over 30 almost Mm -hmm. and a lot of the topics on this reddit this subreddit are around friendship breakups and I wanted to tell this story because I feel like we could both find really relevant parts of it of someone who has posted this So I, 31 female, am dealing with friendship breakups and I just want to ask, how do you deal with the friendship breakup sadness? I have broken friendships up and now I am being broken up with by a friend, I think. At least it appears that way. I have been putting in effort to contact her. She lives overseas in the UK and I'm in Canada and she was visiting but didn't even tell me. 
I'm sad because she even made time to see her other friends and stayed with some other people she knows, but didn't even tell me she was coming into the country. I've known her for years, over 12 years now, but something has shifted in our friendship over the past two years. And it really upsets me because she's always been such a wonderful person and friend. I have asked her if I did something to upset her because I feel the disconnect, but she brushed it off and said she's been busy and traveling, which has been hectic. I just don't know what to do. My other friend who I talked to about this just says to let it be, but I want closure. Oofed. Oofed. That is a heavy one. And I really feel for her. I mean, we've all been there where a friend hasn't invited us to a specific dinner or event or friends of, a friend of friend haven't hasn't sorry and it just doesn't feel good so I do really feel for her what do you think Amy? well especially because like her friend was in the country that she was in and didn't even say anything so she's obviously seeing this like through other friends or on social media and it feels like so relevant because that is kind of mean but it's also she hasn't done anything to her but then I think the bad or the worst part of it is like her reassuring her that she's just busy and traveling when it's pretty clear that this person obviously feels like the end the friendship the friendship <laughs> ended the friendship is kind of over on their part but they haven't communicated that properly and that's the worst part like i feel like it's so hard in a friendship breakup to actually say this is over whereas like in a relationship you the words are spoken yeah, it's because there is no ending and it's so awkward. Like, it's funny because we, we're like, we talk about our feelings. We always, you know, communicate. We should do that. But then when it comes to like friend fights or, you know, yeah, f- friendships ending, it's so hard to bring it up because A, we don't want to hurt the other person's feeling. B, you're thinking of yourself and don't want to look like a complete, you know, cunt. And three... <laughs> You don't want your social interactions and broader social, you know, connections to change because it is true. Like if you're in a group or an old friends group, say my high school group, it's hard like when you're not close to someone anymore and nothing's happened but you've just changed as a person. But I think another important point to raise is like I think the two friendships that we've just – that you've just read out, maybe they both have different like perceptions of how close they are Yes. So, you know, so maybe the girl who's writing in the Reddit, you know, thinks of this person as one of her best friends and therefore has expectations of that friendship. But then the other girl who's visiting doesn't actually see that friend as a close friend enough to like spend time with them when she's only in the country for 10 days or whatever. Well, 100%. You raise such a good point because in the same subreddit, there is someone's posted another question and said, what did you learn from your last friendship breakup? Literally the first comment is don't overestimate your place in someone else's life. They can be closer than family to you while you're just another casual friend to them. Yeah, that that's really hard. And how, how do you even communicate that? Like, you know, I can't even imagine telling like my good friend, like or my best friend like I don't know I, I, I would never be like oh you're not my bestie like you know but you're my good mate like you could how do you even say that but that's when I think emotional intelligence and having interpersonal skills is just something 
That's so important. And you can work on it yourself. You can read books about it. You can be more emotionally aware. You know, if a friend is a little bit distant, if they're saying they're busy all the time, if you see them out but they're not inviting you, you know, maybe that's a bit of like a hint that it's not that they don't like you. It's It can feel personal, but it could be like they're turning into a different person. Yeah, definitely. I think I think most people understand and they realize the shift when someone, you know, starts to pull back. Not always, and it's good that you have mentioned emotional intelligence. But I just think of like even myself not saying it to other people, but thinking in my mind, oh, you're not my best friend, even though like <laughs> they have said it to me. And I just, it makes you feel like a piece of shit. But then the opposite is like, I guess like how can you say that to someone like you said? You can't be like, oh, we're friends. And then sometimes there is friendships where one person is like, that's my best friend and that's awkward. It it can get awkward, but I do really think it's on how you make your other friend feel, right? So if if you still make your other friendships that maybe aren't your, you know, the best friend feel like you genuinely love them, you're always there for them, you know, you then I don't think that should be a problem. You know, I think it's when in high school it's very like, oh, I'm doing this because she's my best friend and I'm not going to do this with this person. Oh, that's our thing. I think when you become clicky, I think that's when it's toxic and it can be really hurtful to your other friends. But I think when you give that same energy and love to everyone around you and you're not picking like obvious favorites, then I think it can work. But I don't know. I don't even like this notion of best friend anymore. Like, Friendships fluctuate so much over the years, you know, like some person can be a best friend when you're like in high school and then a different person in uni and then when you're working. So I think it's like you can have, I think for me, it's like I have many best friends and they're all for me for different reasons. Some people can have a really good laugh with, some people very good emotionally, some people, you know, always down to party. This is different. Yeah, definitely. I think also like the older I've got, like I have people in my life right now that I see every weekend that I consider my best friends 100%, but we've probably never told each other that. And we don't talk every day, even if we see each other in person all the time. Like I'm, as I mentioned a lot, like I'm not a huge texter or reach. I don't reach out to people that often. It's just not something that I do, which can, can also be a reason that friendships fall apart. But I have people in my life right now that are definitely my best friends and we've probably said it to each other once. It's not Yeah, when like, we're drunk. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We're like, you're my best friend. <laughs> but um, going back, I guess, to that Reddit question, if I was that girl that was feeling upset about it and, you know, and she has a full right to feel upset about it because maybe the other girl has made her feel she's so close to her, but really she's just doing it to keep her happy and doesn't really mean it so her actions don't align with you know I guess what she's telling her or making her feel um I guess I would in her situation just back off a little bit just you know you can still be friends without having to fully end it like that doesn't mean you never wish her for her birthday or just from a from a distance just you know cheer for her it doesn't have to be such a clean cut like oh she didn't tell me she was in the country so I'm just never going to talk to her yeah definitely I guess it's kind of if you consider this person though your closest friend I think closest is probably a better word than best because best considers ranking but I think closest it's like someone who 
you offer them a lot of support and I guess it's quite draining if you don't get that back and you don't they don't hold you to the same level of like friendship even though like you don't want to say levels it's just like if you're putting your support into someone and it's draining you and they're not giving it back like relationship wise too like that fucking sucks and you and you know actually you're right Amy because it's like if you came to Australia and didn't tell me that you were coming and just hung hung out with Dom I would be upset because I would be like I would have wanted to know and I would want to hang out with you because I consider you one of my best friends and if I said that to you which I would so watch yourself I'd yeah, be you like oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I think I'm very direct in friendships like if I have a problem with someone I can't be authentic without saying it like I just can't I can't pretend I'm okay with you so I would be like hey just hurt my feelings a little bit that you were in Australia I didn't even tell me like what was up with that and then if you like blew me off like that girl did being like hey sorry I was just busy I'd be like okay I'd probably say something like okay um big busy girl like you know I guess you're too busy for me now like make a joke and then kind of distance like a little bit yeah exactly I guess you've kind of put got to put yourself in the shoes of her and then one of your really good friends doing that to Mm -hmm. you because even if you're on the receiving end if you're not on the receiving end like this could happen to a lot of people and yeah, obviously I, I appreciate your directness. I would never do this to you, obviously. Um, and, but I think communication, right? You've got to yeah. – friendships break up, I think, because people drift, firstly. Commun- yeah. Communication is part of that. Um, but also values. I think we should talk about that as well because values – uh, something that you develop a lot more as you get older, like you know what you believe in when yeah. you're 30 versus when you're 18 or younger when you actually start these friendships. And I think like people that I've met at 18, I don't really have anything in common with them as my 30-year-old self. Like, yeah. And it's a values thing. It's not that we don't like the same things or like listen to the same music and stuff. It's things that matter at like the deepest level, you know? I relate to that. I also have had friends in my early, you know, high school years and even university where we used to hang out and the friendships that I guess back then for me weren't really fully based on values and what we believed in. It was more like fun and if you're like nice to me, if you're inviting me somewhere, right, that's what it was based on. But as I'm getting older, it's so important for me to kind of dig deep into the friendships and be like, oh, like you do also value similar things to me. Like, oh, can you relate to my values? Like you don't have to be exactly like me, but you can understand, you know, what my values are. So I think it is super important. Yeah, definitely. It's not that you can't have fun though with people who think differently to you. And I think like you have to have people in your life that are, a little bit different in the way that they think like you can't just have everyone agreeing with you all of the time so you know like one of my friends lovely person best memories with her but at this moment we're doing completely different things we're busy in our own lives and our values don't really align right now and we haven't talked in a while and that to me is completely okay I don't have bad blood about it it's not that I'm calling her when I'm upset at 12, you know, at night either. Like we're both equally just drifting. I think when the problem arises and it's with the Reddit 
what you're reading is when one person wants to drift and doesn't want to say anything and the other person is holding on to the friendship. Yeah. And I think like doesn't realize as well that it's drifting. I think some people just tell themselves that things are fine and then just be shocked when their friendships end. And I think like I've been in that position where I'm like, how are we not friends anymore? Like what the hell you won't even reply to my messages and stuff. And then I'm like, oh wait, I never reach out to them. I never call them, you know, like you can't, you've kind of got to have a bit of, like you said earlier, emotional intelligence and realize, wait, we never fucking talk. Yeah. And also like, I love, it can be a toxic trait, but like you, you can analyze your friendships and think about the times you have hung out with them or the conversations you've had the last five times you've hung out and think to yourself, did I have a good time? Did they make me feel good about myself? And did I feel like walking away from that, that I want to see them again? And like, trust me, if you're drifting from someone, the answer will be like, no, like you don't, you don't feel any of those things. And then you got to like make yourself realize because we're conditioned to feel that friendships are forever. Right. And I like another thing I want to raise is that, so I have ended a friendship before and I didn't want to end it because I didn't think it warranted like a clean, like, you know, dump. Like it really did not because I still have a lot of love for that person and yeah I've been friends with him her I'm not going to identify um for a very very long time (laughs) they them for a very very long time and I was just felt like I was drifting and I just wasn't having that much fun and I had different interests and what I found funny was like very different and like just nothing to pinpoint bad at this person at all I just wasn't having the best time and I had changed and the types of friends I have probably have changed. So I did do a dumping and I, you know, it was really hard. Like just because you're not into the friendship as much anymore, that doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. Like it was really fucking hard. And I also cried because I had to like deal with the fact that, oh fuck, we have all these memories and stuff. And now I'm feeling this drift. And I, if I'm being genuine to myself, I don't have as much fun anymore but it was so hard to actually try and drift and be honest with myself. Like, and it was, it's not like I was the villain. Like, even though I looked like the villain, like hundred percent, I look like the villain, but I did like, I was just being true to myself. Like, why would you want to spend time with people that, you know, that you love, but you don't feel like the same bond anymore? Yeah, no, I totally get it. And I think that's pretty normal. Whereas like if you're, I guess if you're on the other side of it, you can be like, I didn't realize this was the way it is. But I also get not saying anything. Like I have definitely drifted from people where it would be awkward if I was like, you know, we're not that close. Like I don't really feel like, you know, staying in touch. But I think like actions speak louder than words. Like I think if you distance yourself like that, it, it should be clear, but it's not always. Yeah, and it's hard because I don't blame the other person for, like, not getting the hints. But I I think it would be more like asshole if you keep acting like you're their best mate and you keep doing things together and faking it and then you turn around and be like, hey, you're not invited to this or, you know, this is happening in my life and I don't want you to be a part of it. Then that would be an asshole move because you're leading them on. But if you've been drifting for years and you haven't hung out one-on-one for years and you don't, you only do things because you have common friends, then it's like you're not really blindsiding the other person, you know? Yeah, like yeah. I think 
that's fair. But yeah, fair doesn't always mean easy and like nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like a um, relationship breakup. Like when a relationship breaks up, like often someone is quite burned, even though it had to happen and there were signs that it was going to happen. There's usually one person that has a hard time accepting it. Yeah. Even if they know that it was going to happen. Like, yeah, I just think the pain of a relationship breakup can be quite similar to a friendship one in a lot of ways. Like in dealing with that, you're going to you're gonna have the same reactions that you have in a relationship breakup. You're going to be like, well, what did I do wrong? What's wrong with me? Like why can't I keep a friend or a boyfriend or whatever that like it is? And yeah. I think you do have like a similar reaction. But yeah, it's yeah. A, it's really hard because I think everyone has experienced both sides to be like, I don't, I'm not really close with them. I don't really need to see them as much as I did before or need to again. And then they have the other side where they're like, I'm really hurt, and this person doesn't reach out to me anymore, and they just their life is fine without me. Like, there's just like both are valid, but I agree you've kind of got to have emotional intelligence in both situations and be like, well, it's because of this and it's because of this. And I think as you get older, it does get easier. It's like your breakups when you're 18 are horrid, but then you can deal with things a lot better. Not that they're not hard when, as you go through and have life experience. Yeah. And as I said, like, it's so okay to drift and get new friends. And like, I remember I, when I moved to London for two years and I made all these different friends who aligned in like my values so much and I had the fucking best time there with them and I found all these new people I came back and I felt kind of judged a little bit from with my old from my old friends group being like oh like oh you hang out with your new friends all the time and oh okay you don't have time for us anymore and it's like and it's like being like oh your new friends and it's like that classic mentality of like you're supposed to have the same friends your whole life and like making new friends that almost looks like you're desperate which is like the biggest like misconception if you're not out there trying to make new friends like I'm not saying every single month like go out there and try and make new friends but if you meet someone that you really get along with why not like get their number or like go Mm. lunch or dinner with them like there's nothing wrong in that but I was made to feel like oh you're just like friends with so many people because like you like being friends with so many people I'm like no I do that because it comes naturally and I like this person like I'm not trying to do anything yeah, there's, like, no limit on how many friends you can have. Like, that's such a weird mentality. And I feel like the exciting part of, like, starting new jobs or doing a new experience, whatever it may be in your life, is that you're going to meet new friends. And I really like that about, like, moving to another city or doing something because I'm like, oh, I'm going to meet new people. But in my current role, like, <laughs> I don't have any new friends because it's, like, a small startup. So I feel like when you move to a new city, your job is like, or not even move to a new city. If you start a new job, they they become like your friends because you're yeah. experiencing like the same things and people will, the same age and stuff, you really connect with them. And I moved up to Auckland like almost two years ago and kind of my job, I was like, oh, I'm going to meet all these people. But I've only really met like, a broad range of like people who aren't going to you know I'm not going to see every day and they're not going to be yeah. around again. so that does kind of suck like you can have friendship breakups but then it's like starting new friendships it's like how do you do it 
outside of work or I don't know or else you make it through other people I guess it's so hard but can I just say like I'm so proud of you for like moving to another country moving to New Zealand and then also having your stint in Asia like it's so hard to put yourself out there and pry on people to be friends with you (laughs) 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 yeah it, it really is like hard to meet new people and I feel like I haven't done a great job of it here because actually I had built-in friends here like I moved up to Auckland with all of these people I already knew through my husband like I already knew all these people and now I'm super close with them and there's a good group so I haven't really extended myself to meet new people so I feel like I should push myself a bit more to do that I mean you can get like bumble for friends true what they're gonna fuck me um no like there are have you tried that no I actually haven't tried that but I would if I felt like I was moving to a new country and I wanted to meet new people it is definitely daunting I feel like friendships is also like luck based right like as you said if you work with fun people at your work if the neighbors in your building is like you know really friendly and a cool person and just people around you if like the you know people at the coffee shop if you really get along with your barista like fuck it ask her to like go have lunch like there's all these different places that you can find people but it is luck like you know Mm. I've worked at jobs before where it's a fucking cemetery everyone's dead true true (laughs) yeah I know but that's like as an adult (laughs) the first place you think as an adult is like oh my job is where I'll Mm. find it because you spend like so much of your life there but when you're in, um, when you moved to London, how did you meet all of your friends there? Was it because you were in a flooding situation or? So it was hard. I didn't know anyone. So I literally went on housemates, flatmates.com and I found a house share that was pretty cheap and they had a really funny description. So I'm like, okay, like they feel, you know, sound like my kind of people. And I went there. This is really funny. So I wanted to look like really cool, like London girl. Like, because you know, I was like, oh my God, these people have been living in London for so long and I've just moved here. So I'm not joking. I don't know why I did this. This was like probably 2015. I wore a denim like top, like a denim top jacket thing, black skinny jeans and a fedora. (laughs) A fedora. (laughs) Yes. I thought that was cool and I had a black fedora and I made like my partner Joe come with me to this house viewing and he's like get rid of that fedora get rid of the fedora I was like no I'm like this is cool like I want them to think I'm like artsy and like have a personality and he's like you're basic from Western Sydney you're basic from Western Sydney and I was like shut up oh my god rude um and so I so then I walked in and I just got super lucky like everyone there was so lovely and welcoming and I did have to put myself out there though it's not like you just walk in a situation and you expect people to like love you I had heaps of nights when I was having lunch and dinner by myself or in my room and then eventually I'd be like fuck it just go out in the lounge room and ask someone what they're doing tomorrow night and I'd be like oh what are you doing tomorrow night and they'd be like oh it's our friend's birthday do you want to come I'd be like oh yeah and so like if I hadn't asked that first question, they might not have invited me. So it goes both ways. That's so true because I I think also luck is a part of it because I've had some fucking shit housemates mm. and that they have been the worst. But also I the best part of your wedding, well, there were so many good parts of your wedding, <laughs> but it was like whoever you talked to, they were 
from so many different places in your life and you would talk to like one group it's like from work and then you talk to another it was from London and it was like quite nice to see the friendships of your life in one place I guess that's what weddings are like but I like that it's like because you put yourself out there a lot and I, I do and it was quite good to see like a broad range of people who you'd met at all these different stages of your life and they're all there to celebrate you like that is really a rare thing I think to have all of these people that have stuck by you because they love the deer they love the D (laughs) (laughs) but I also think it is like it is another thing with values right so I've always prioritized my friendships a lot in my life which I think is a good thing mostly but I think it can also be a bad thing because I sometimes then don't prioritize time for myself which I'm learning to do a lot more. And Amy, I think you've actually taught me that. Like, I think you have very good boundaries that you set for yourself. And you're like, after this time, I'm not doing it. Huh? (laughs) I'm a loner. (laughs) No, I mean, like, you're so good at having like a schedule and a routine. Be like, okay, I'm doing this from this. I'm not touching my phone from eight. I'm not doing this. And and it it, like kind of helps you, you know, stay as mentally well as you can. Like, whereas sometimes I'm like, I'm going to see okay, this person's messaged me and like, oh, shit, I haven't seen this person in two months. So I'll do lunch with this person and then I'll try and do, you know, dinner with this person. And then on like a Sunday, I'm like fucking frazzled because I'm like, I haven't had any time to myself. My house is a mess. Like, I think it's like balance, you know? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do that too. Sometimes I get to Sunday night and I'm like, fuck, all I did was socialize and I've had no time for myself. But I also think that I am like the devil if I don't get time on my own. Like Mm -hmm. I need so much time on my own to do things for me and if I don't then I'm just like really irritable shit to be around like not fun so I think like (laughs) when I realize that I'm like sorry no one talked to me for 24 hours you know um getting into something more spicy has any has any friend ever confronted you with a personality trait or a situation that they were mad at you about and like how did you deal with that has that ever happened um I don't know mad at me about maybe I'm just like Delulu (laughs) maybe you think you're perfect I don't think I'm perfect like I (laughs) I actually think I can be quite self-aware and I can be like an asshole and stuff um but I don't know if I've been like yelled at or anything um I have had like a friend say to me that I can my jokes can be quite insensitive because I think like, you know, like I can kind of, when I get in that hype mode, you know, I I can, you know, like just say crazy shit and like just like funny, funny shit. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I have maybe taken it a like making fun of my friend, nothing like bad, like, you know, Mm -hmm. something very trivial, but that has hurt their feelings. So they have come up to me and said like, Oh, like, that joke you made like wasn't actually really funny and it kind of pissed me off and that was a good learning because I was like okay yeah like maybe I do need to like check myself a little bit sometimes around different people and yeah I said I'm sorry and like I didn't I didn't mean to do that and I think it's really hard to bring up like things like that in a friendship so I was like well thanks for bringing that up because I didn't want you to like go home and be like Tia is the worst person like I'd rather you you know you just say it yeah, um, I appreciate like, like people being upfront and being like, oh, I didn't really like that instead of like scooting around it. 
Yeah, because the thing is, like, mostly, like, when someone says to says to you in like a nice way, you you usually be like, "Hey, like, I appreciate you letting me know. I'm sorry," and then you kind of let it go. Like, if you're mm. a normal person, when someone says sorry and you genuinely feel like they've acknowledged it, you kind of let it go. But if you don't, it'll just fester, you know. Yeah. And also, I feel like when someone says something, you're like, "Oh yeah, I was in the wrong." <laughs> like, they're not gonna say it because you weren't being like a dickhead. You know. Yeah, and you know what? Like, there are some friendship regrets that I have that maybe I could have gone about it a better way. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's so hard because you do what you think is like the best in that situation. But then, as you get older, you have more empathy, or you develop, you know, more emotional intelligence, and you look back and you're like, oh fuck, like okay, maybe that was a bit harsh, or what she said to me was really bad. I should have stood up for myself more. So. You can't like hate on somebody or hold on to something for too long because it'll only do you harm and you don't know how much that person regrets it or how much that person has grown. Yes. You are 100% correct. The end. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Do you have something you want to get off your chest, dear? Um, hmm. Why don't I name all my haters? (laughs) No, I'm joking. I'm going to name all the friendships that have broken up in both of our (laughs) lives and the reasons why. (laughs) Can you imagine? That would be toxic. The thing with friendship breakups is they're not listening to this podcast. I don't know, man. I feel like. Well, haters going to hate, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They, They might. But, you know, I think we've been so honest and. It's not, we haven't said anything that's like disrespectful. It's just the truth. And I think if you are going through a friendship breakup, my biggest, okay, and you're being broken up with, like someone's phasing you out, my biggest advice is don't take it personally. You're not boring. You're not, you know, a bad friend or anything like that. That other person is just changing and they're looking for something different. So don't try not to take it that personally, you know, if there's something on your chest, say something to that person. If they don't respond to you in a compassionate way, then it's like it's time to let go. Amy, what do you reckon? Period. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. I think the hard part for me with some of my friendship breakups has been like the ghosting, like just being like, oh, well, you just like didn't reply. And I feel yeah. like I've never experienced that like with a relationship or anything um, because I've been in one for a long time. but. I yeah. feel like I've had a friend who has done that who just like doesn't reply to me anymore and I'm like oh could you just be like I'm good but you know but the thing is like surely you can just re- like that's it okay that's an ick sorry you can reply to people you don't have just that's because an ick. yeah it's an ick you can reply to someone you they're not you didn't ask that person to hang out you just mm. you know talking like it's fine to still be loosely friends with someone you don't have to like do a clean chop as I said before so I don't know I think that's rude I think there's like I think there's like people trying to drift and I think people being blatantly rude and I think that's when your emotional intelligence should kick in and be like okay this person is walking all over me so I'm just going to try and make a new friend yeah so thanks to our haters and we love (laughs) you guys (laughs) we hope you got something from this week's episode we actually did have a guest planned we but that that fell through. So hopefully that comes up again in the future and we do a lot more interviews and everybody somebody.
Catch you later, guys. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. That's it for this week. We're getting on our unicycles. Signing off. Latest clowns.